0: Hi, I'm Maria Harris or fellow on social media. Welcome back to Sew so Over 50 podcast on So Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Sew so Organised Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Sew so Over 50 podcast on Sew so Organised Style. Sew over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. In this episode, Judy talks about her op shopping rules. She's keenly aware of not adding to landfill, but she's also aware that garments that are scarce stay in circulation and don't end up being used in her sewing. Let's listen to this discussion now. Now that, you know, we've talked a bit about your amazing epic dress and the coat, Would it be true to say that you gravitate to natural fibres with your fabric choices?
1: It's a bit of an interesting question because the short answer is yes. My preference is for wool and cotton. I love those fibres to work with particularly. But in reality, I'm more influenced by what have I already got in my stash? Mm. Because I have got a lot of fabric. I've been buying fabric for a long time. You know, I sort of feel more drawn to using what I've already got even if it's a synthetic because that fabric already exists it's not creating demand for more overproduction of resources in the world this resource is already here my first choice is always what have I already got if I am buying fabric for a project which is quite rare then yes I would go for natural if I can and there is not a lot of Fabric shopping in Dunedin, New Zealand. We do have a fabric store, which is like, wow, you know, little old Dunedin's got that, and that is the best place to buy fabric in town. I do so much upcycling. I mean, my thing is men's dress pants because they are very readily available, and I don't feel like I'm depriving anybody if I take yeah. them. If I'm going looking, I go looking for wool and I go and I read all of the labels, and if it's wool, then I'm very likely to grab it. When I'm specifically looking for trousers to upcycle, definitely wool. Often I'll take others because they're the right color or a pattern that I like. Mm -hmm. But the men's pants, there's loads of them. There's always loads of them. I don't want to take, in particular, plus size. I don't take those to upcycle because there aren't enough of them in circulation anyway. So I'm not going to deprive anybody who could wear this of this garment. But anything that is damaged, it's like it's fair game. If it's not wearable in its current condition, let me give it a new life. Right. Slight tangent here on the buying to upcycle with buying plus size clothes, because that was something that hadn't really occurred to me. I tended not to take women's wear for upcycling because I just felt there was more demand for it. And the men's dress pants, there were always more in every. Shape, size, and color you could imagine. And those are the ones that ended up on the clearance racks and the op shops that I'd go to. So I'd take those because I didn't feel guilty about taking something that was on clearance and it was going to landfill if I didn't buy it. And then I heard other people talking about not taking large size garments for upcycling because people who need them then can't access them. And I thought, okay, that's something I hadn't thought of but it became an absolute rule for me now don't take those clothes other people will buy them as is and wear them whereas if I take it and cut it up and don't use it then I'm creating waste and that goes against my
0: philosophy let's step back again Judy you go out to the op shops what guidelines do you have in mind
1: the first place I look when I go to an op shop is the clearance rack, because anything on the clearance rack is headed for landfill if nobody buys it. So I don't feel that leaving it there is necessarily a good thing. So if it's on the clearance rack or it's damaged and not going to be used as is, it's fair game. But that aside, when I go into the shop and I'm having a look around, I will buy clothes for myself that I will wear either with very minor alterations or as is, because then it could be reused by someone else as an existing garment if I decided I didn't want it, If I'm going to cut it up and completely render it unusable in its current form, then the first thing has to be that I'm not depriving someone else of a wearable garment, particularly plus size women's wear, is not really available in op shops. And this is not something that I was aware of until it was pointed out by a plus-size sewist in response to people buying plus-size garments because there's a lot of fabric to work with, which makes sense. But plus-size people already struggle with finding decent clothing options. And if you take these garments out of circulation, reduces it even more. So I decided, right, that's it. No plus size women's wear, unless for some reason, as I said, it's damaged or stained or not going to be used as is, in which case I would cut it up. So usable garment can't be plus sized and it needs to be something that is readily available. One of my favorite things to work with are men's dress pants. Often I can get beautiful wool pants for not very much. And I kind of gravitated to those because I liked the fabrics and they often turned up on the clearance rack. So I felt no guilt at taking them. And they're always there. There are so many, just about every op shop I go into, they've got men's dress pants. So it seems to me that they are not hard to find. So that's not depriving anyone that might want a garment like that, of that garment, because these ones, I take wearable garments and I cut them up and I make them unwearable as they were. So I've got my lovely wool pants from the op shop and I'm going to turn them into something that I want to wear. One of the biggest rules for me is not to waste it. You know, This sounds a bit pretentious, but not to dishonor the existing fabric and garment by rendering half of it useless and send it to landfill. So if I take a garment apart to make something else, I keep everything. So some bits like pockets, pockets are amazing. It saves me all that hassle of making a pocket. I use all of the pocket bags. A lot of the lovely back pockets with the welts, I have just literally patched into garments that I've made. And I keep all of the waistbands and the belt loops, all of those little bits and pieces. And a lot of those little bits and pieces end up in a completely different garment, you know, three garments down the track. All of the front linings of the trousers—they yeah. can get patched together to make a lining for a skirt. The thread—I love chain stitched seams. Now you pick the right end of a chain stitched yeah. seam, pull it, and you've just got this huge long length of thread. And those ones I keep for basting. And oh, I'm just trying to think what else I can I keep everything and zippers. Everything. I don't use them nearly as fast as I accumulate them, but I keep them. They're all there, ready to go. One of the dresses I made for myself used five waistbands because I had a lot of waistbands, and I suddenly had this brilliant idea for how to use the ones that had the nice pointy end with a keyhole buttonhole on the end. I thought, oh, that would look perfect on. And and away I went. And I ended up with five waistbands on one dress. So I was quite pleased with that. (laughs) Everything is kept, and the aim is to use every scrap or to have so little left that it's negligible and that's where the epic dress and then the hexi coat used ever decreasing sized scraps you some of the fabric and my coat has probably been in three or four different garments
0: the other thing that people do when they buy fresh fabric so to speak not reused is they might be diligent and Pre wash what they've bought. Mm. Do you do any sort of cleaning on the upcycled garments you buy?
1: Often I don't need to because most things that come out of an op shop Mm. generally they are clean. Sometimes it looks like it's come straight from a dry cleaner. They're beautifully, crisply pressed and they look fabulous. Generally speaking, they look clean. If I'm in any doubt, it goes in the washing machine because. Every garment I own goes in the washing machine, wool or not, you know, dress pants. Well, I don't have to keep the crease in it. It can go straight in the machine yep. and they're fine. Because of what I choose, I usually don't need to, but there are most definitely cases when, yes, that garment is going in the machine before I go anywhere near it. But most things that go to op shops are at least clean. You know how knees get bagged yes. and you think, oh yeah, that's been worn since it was last cleaned. It's like, yep, in the machine. Okay. Even if it looks clean. So, yes, pre washing still. Pre washing.
0: Are there any other hints and tips you would like listeners to think about when they're upcycling clothes from op shops?
1: The biggest thing is to think past what you see on the rack. I mean, I go in and I look at trousers and I see amazing dresses. I think looking for inspiration with other people who upcycle or looking on Pinterest or those sorts of things to see what people do is a good place to start. But I I sort of feel a better place to start is to look at your wardrobe, what you like to wear and what clothes you would like to have or a project you would like to do. And then look at potential upcycling garments that you're potentially going to upcycle. Look at them as fabric rather than what they already are. A lot of my upcycles, I just use the fabric. Like waistbands I used as waistbands and pockets I use as pockets and belt loops I kept intact. But a lot of the time I pretty much unpack the garment and use it as fabric. Sometimes it's nice to use the existing features. A lot of people do amazing things with jeans and they put all those beautiful worn seams and, you know, Sandy's jacket a couple of weeks ago it was like yeah amazing gorgeous yeah yeah and you know she had all these lovely but I love it when people use denim and they keep all of those wear patterns and the seams in them but a lot of what I do doesn't have that lovely patina that denim does so it's just fabric it's not something that is going to be lost if I unpick it if you look at a garment as fabric and try and imagine where your pattern pieces might Mm -hmm. go on the limited piece of fabric that you have and sometimes that will include existing garment features and sometimes it won't. It can be so creatively satisfying working within the constraints of a really limited amount of fabric with a garment and odd shapes like how can I get a dress out of a pair of trousers you know it's not wide enough so how do I add that width and where do I put seams and how do I make it look all intentional it's a really good creative problem I think for me anyway I love working out how I can make something look intentional when you know I've made a dress out of trousers that don't
0: fit the pattern. Judy thank you so much for giving our listeners some ideas about how to get started with upcycling and what to do with what they currently have available in their own stashes and having a look at their own wardrobe needs that's really great
1: thank you it was an interesting challenge to actually think about what tips I would give because I do it instinctively as I shop but I hope it inspires a few people to go out there and give it a go
0: give it a go it's just fabric if it goes wrong try again Exactly. And thanks again for being on the podcast, Judy. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Judy. Listeners, remember to direct message So Over 50 on Instagram to be a volunteer guest editor. This episode for So Over 50 podcast on So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Harris, with permission of Judy, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free set so of fifty podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.